Welcome back to the String Bean Podcast. My name is Kyle Gibbs. I'm 19 years old. I am a student at UCSD on a pre-PA track studying human bio. I'm also on the track team. And yeah, um, I missed recording last week. It was finals, so that was uh, stressful as you can imagine. And I'm still not sure how I did on those. So we'll see how that ends up. But I feel pretty confident. Um, But yeah, so that's why I didn't upload last week. I am currently back home in Oceanside recording Season 2, Episode 7. And this episode is about athletics in some way or another. So I'm going to be talking about both track and rock climbing because I've been getting into that recently. Um, But yeah, I just want to preface by saying that I am home now. I have dogs and there's always people walking around. So there's probably going to be some sort of background noise and I apologize for that. But it shouldn't be too bad. Um, And my brother might get home from work, so he might be a part of this episode at some point, and that'd be really cool. Anyway, it's uh, Monday afternoon, sitting here in the living room, looking out the window at the ocean. We have a nice ocean view. We got a pretty good deal on rent on a, not a beachfront property, but a place with a nice view uh, when COVID hit because no one was renting. So they dropped the price down to what roughly what we were paying at our old house so we were like you know what if the end of the world is happening might as well be at the beach and then um yeah so that's kind of been our mentality so cool stuff we've lived here about a year and a half now i think we moved right right when covid hit maybe like a month into like the beginning of april or something so yeah anyway track our last practice was not last friday but a week from friday because we didn't practice during finals week and that was a pole vault practice for me we practiced tuesday friday for fall quarter and then i think winter and spring we're going to be doing tuesday thursday but yeah it was a really good practice i got back to my six step Um, I I doubt a whole lot of people know what that means. So basically for the jumping events in track, so pole vault, long, triple, and high jump, the steps goes off of the number of times your left foot hits the ground if you're a right-handed person or every time your right foot hits the ground if you're a left-handed person. So for me, I'm more right-handed than left-handed. I'm pretty ambidextrous, but I pull vault right-handed. So my steps are counted off of my left leg hitting the ground, or left foot hitting the ground. <laughs> my left leg hitting, that'd be funny. Um, and generally, competition step, like the the step you go from at a meet or something, is somewhere around 7 to 8 or 9, depending on kind of how far you've progressed I guess Um, I think Olympians mostly go from 10 steps but I've seen them go from 
even eight steps. So generally high school is seven or eight if you're really good. Um, and then in college is anywhere between seven to nine roughly. But for high school, I was on a seven step my freshman and sophomore year. And then junior year, I hit a growth spurt and got a lot faster, got some a bit taller, quite a bit stronger. Um, so the poles we had would have broken pretty much if I went from anything farther than a six. So I was on a six my junior year. And then senior year, I was same kind of thing happened, hit a growth spurt, got really strong, really fast, and was on a five because uh, we didn't have newer poles yet. And fun fact, we had gotten, we had just ordered two brand new poles. One was a 16-1, I think 180 or 185, and the other one was a 15-9, 185 or 190 or something. And for context, the poles that I was on a five-step on my senior year were 15-6, 180, and 175, and I was blown through those on my five pretty much so yeah i was pretty excited especially for that 16 1 180 i think it was maybe 185 i'm not sure but that one was chunky and it was gonna fling me really high but COVID happened literally the weekend we got them in was the last weekend we had a meet um and then COVID hit and then the rest of our season got canceled so then in Freshman year of college last year, I was kind of just getting back into it because for all of COVID, I didn't pole vault at all. So seven months pretty much without practicing. So as you might imagine, I wasn't super good going back into it. So I had to kind of take a few steps back and uh, relearn how to do some stuff, get back on some bigger poles. And I think the biggest pole I got to last year was a 15... 170 or something like that and then I got a concussion in a car crash and uh, missed all of season so it's just been a bunch of build up to nothing build up to nothing build up to nothing so then this year I was you know pretty pretty stoked I've been in pretty good shape and uh, practicing really hard working out really hard just grinding and enjoying that so then my last practice, sorry, there's a motorcycle going by. So my last practice um, for fall quarter, I got back on my sixth step for the first time in a while. I think I got to my sixth for like a week or something last year, and then I got injured. Um, but before that, it had been since junior year of high school. So still not like a, a whole lot of, I guess, exposure to the, the six step recently. And I finally got back to that last practice of fall quarter and then got up to a 15-175. And um, I weigh somewhere between like 155 and 160. So there's definitely room to go up length. And my goal for this year or one of my goals for this year is to get comfortable on 16 foot poles and uh, get back to like an eight step or a nine step or something and just send it. Cause 
pole vault, basically, the, the entire goal is to go as high as you can, as safely as you can. Um, so the longer pull you have, the higher up you already are, let alone the push off and everything. I think there's some construction going down there. So you probably hear that drill or whatever that high-pitched thing is. So sorry about that. Um, yeah, that sucks. Anyway, so I could get onto a 16, like 65 or something like that probably. And that would be pretty similar to the 15-175, I think. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. That's kind of the next step I have in terms of progression. So for winter break, I'm just going to you know, be working out and doing as much training at home as I can. It's not like I have poles or a pole vault pit very accessibly, very accessible to myself. So there's not a whole lot I can do, but... There's some stuff, and I'm hoping that I can just kind of get back into it pretty quick once we start practicing again, and then get onto those 16-foot poles and um, really tightening some things up. So pretty excited. That's kind of just a little update. We put a bungee up at first, like 16, then 17, then 17.6, then 18, then 18.6. And I think I got over the 17.6 bungee. Like, I didn't clear it, but I got my... My, my legs over it and just kind of touched it um and then once it got to 18.6 I was like a centimeter away from touching it with my toe like I think like four or five times I have videos of it and that was fun like uh I think once I kind of get on some bigger poles and I actually had a a kind of breakthrough mentally in my form in the last few days here where I was just watching those videos and comparing to like some Olympians and stuff like that. And I really kind of figured some stuff out. Talked to um, Sean Francis, if you guys know who that is. He's an ex-pro pole vaulter, uh, but still very active in the community. And just asked him a question on Instagram. He responded and kind of helped me out. So pretty excited. Um, and I, I really just want to implement that new kind of mental click I had into my vault because that'll make it that much better when I can actually get on some big poles and uh, make it that much safer and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah, I think there's not a whole lot else going on with pole vault other than that. Um, I don't think I'm gonna end up going to Reno this year just because it's like during school and this quarter is going to be tough, academic speaking, or academically speaking. I'm doing five classes. Two of them are chem. There's a chem lecture, chem lab, so it's going to be pretty rough. And then I have a bio lab. I'm doing an intro psych course and a linguistics class. So it's going to be a lot. Um, definitely manageable. I can definitely do that, but I think taking time out of that to go to Reno and not even compete would kind of not be super smart, especially when later on in the quarter we're going to start actually having meets and stuff. So I want to be as ahead as I can before we actually start missing school for track. Um, so that's kind of my plan. 
with javelin i had a pretty decent practice um last practice which i think was thursday so the day before my last pole vault practice um yeah it's just it's hard not really having done it for very long and trying to keep up with my teammates and the people that i'm going to be competing against there's a car um but it is really fun. I do really like javelin a lot. It's a super interesting and surprisingly difficult event. It's so technical. It's just like pole vault. It's so technical. But I always get questions about jav. Um, because it's really cool. It's just throwing a spear as far as you can. Um, a lot of people have seen that. Not a whole lot of people like know much about pole vault. And they're not super interested in it. They're just like, oh, yeah, this is cool. But when I tell people I do jav too, they're like, that's always what they ask me about. So um, that's pretty cool. And when you finally like hit your block and you do something right and it goes significantly farther than every other throw you've had that day, you just get a, a rush of endorphins. It's super cool. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have too many updates with jav practicing jab next quarter is gonna be pretty tough i'll probably have to do it like on my own on saturdays or something or like with my teammates because of classes and everything it's just gonna be tough um yeah i don't think there's a whole lot else for track right now um i finally got my shoes in like i don't want to be talking bad about under armor or anything like that but i'm a size 12 and i guess they just don't really make size 12 the same way that they make all their other sizes so all the people on my team who had or who have size 12 feet we all had to wait like way longer than everybody else to get our shoes in it was really frustrating and i finally got them after my last practice so i didn't use new shoes at all this quarter training which like it is very fortunate that we are sponsored and that we do get those shoes and everything i'm super grateful for that like don't get me wrong but spending the entire quarter practicing once or twice a day if not three times <clears throat> sometimes i have jav and conditioning and my own workout like doing all that in old shoes I got shin splints so fast. Like, it was, wasn't was even funny. Like, week three or four or something, my shins just gave up. So that kind of sucked a little bit. And then it rained and everything, and my only pair of running shoes I had, like, got soaked. And, that oh, it was the whole thing. So I'm excited to have those new shoes in. Um, and hopefully Under Armour can kind of get a little bit ahead of the curve next time with their size 12s. <laughs> Um, or I might just go get my own shoes or something, but I ordered an extra pair just for um, next season if the same kind of thing happens with their size 12 specifically, I, I'll have an extra pair that I can wear before I get them in. Um, I guess, yeah, the, the big point, the big uh, revolving theme of track so far is that it's been a grind, but it's been super fun.
and I'm just I'm excited and I'm ready for a season of competition and a season of winning and improvement and just being with my team as we go do our best out there like that is the coolest thing and I haven't had that in two years so I'm just ready for that um especially doing something that I love to do like even if I didn't like track that much it would still be really fun just because of the atmosphere and, and my teammates and my coaches and everything but that added on to the fact that I really do truly love track and field and pole vault and javelin and working out and everything it just makes it that much better so I'm just excited is kind of the big thing and to kind of supplement, supplement, yeah, words, man, to kind of supplement that training, you know, being with the team, being in the weight room, everything like that, um, on days where my workouts aren't super hard, and I'm feeling like I kind of want to do some extra stuff, I'll usually go rock climbing, there's a gym, or a little indoor climbing gym on campus that's free for students, well, Technically, it's not free. Like you pay your uh, like facility fees or whatever every quarter, and that goes towards that. So you don't have to like buy a membership or anything. Um, man, this construction is kind of bumming me out a little bit because I know I'm gonna hear that drill in the uh, in the recording. So that's too bad. Anyway, rock climbing. I've been going roughly one to two maybe even three times a week if i'm lucky um for the last two months or so and it's super fun it's just bouldering um it's not using ropes or anything i think i don't know if it's a covid thing or if it's an equipment thing but um the rock wall at school doesn't have the rope set up right now so it's just bouldering but it is really fun it's a really good time and um, I've made a bunch of friends doing that. I've gotten close with some of my other friends doing that because it's something that they like to do also. And I'm just like starting to really get into it. Um, and having that kind of b whole body workout, that mental workout, trying to figure out the puzzle and um, that like spatial and aerial awareness, it's really, really good practice for pole vault specifically especially the aerial awareness kind of thing and just the weird muscles that you get like that you develop rock climbing is really good for pole vault i think specifically um particularly like grip strength like you never really think about it that how important that is when you pole vault but like having a a good hand grip on the pole is actually really important and it's not like super difficult or anything like you don't really see too many people slipping because of like weird grip it's like if they do slip it's because um like it's raining or they're sweating or something like it's not usually like a grip strength thing but having that extra confidence of like oh yeah no my my grip strength is there like that's not going to be a problem i've just noticed for myself it's kind of nice um but other than that it is just like a really good time going rock climbing and I feel like I can just kind of do that for until I physically can't. Every time I go, it's just like, 
going until I can barely hold myself up. And then it's, I don't regret that at all. Like the next day, I, it's, it's hard to write and I can't like really move my hands too well or whatever. But I know that it's just like building up for the next time and continually like getting stronger and more conditioned. Because there's people that are so good. And I'm like, I'm pretty good for just starting out because I have the like whole sports background and love climbing things in general. But there's some people that are just so strong and so talented and I really just want to kind of get up to that level and progress through that. Cause like, I know that track isn't going to be forever. Like there's going to be at some point where I'm not physically able or mentally comfortable with just throwing my body upside down as high as I possibly can. Like, that's just, like, realistically speaking, like, I know neither of my parents would want to do that. And both, or all of my parents are, like, very physically active. So I I know that I'm going to want to stay physically active, and I know that pole vaulting specifically isn't going to be really an option at some point. But rock climbing isn't as... I don't want to say intense because it can be if you're like Alex Honnold or something, but it's not the same kind of risk, I guess, as flinging your body really high in the air. It's like slowly making your way as high as you're comfortable with. And knowing myself, it'll probably still be pretty high that I'll be trying to get, but like, I just, I see it as more of like a long-term thing that I'll really enjoy forever and I'll be able to enjoy forever. Like not saying that pole vault and jab is something that I'm just going to stop enjoying, but something that I just won't be able to do at some point or do as well. Obviously like you hit your peak at some point. And I think the same is true for rock climbing, but getting the workout and just climbing in general, I think is really fun. And that's kind of what, I think I'll be geared towards when I'm a little bit older and um, yeah it's it's less risky like there's more safety equipment there's you can just go bouldering and stay like 10 feet off the ground or even less if you want like there's just a lot more options compared to pole vaulting um, and what I think I might do when I start getting older and when I'm like out of college and I'm not really competing anymore uh, assuming that I don't want to mm. that's not the right words assuming that like olympics or something like that isn't really the route that i take not really an option or whatever then what i might do is kind of follow in the footsteps of my current pole vault coach uh, who still competes in the decathlon he was a decathlete in college and everything um and that looks really fun like i think that I would be a pretty good decathlete. I already do pole vault and javelin. I can run. Um, I was decent at triple jump when I practiced in high school. And uh, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm comfortable learning how to do things, especially in the track and field atmosphere. And honestly, as long as I could kind of figure out how to hurdle and not get hurt, then I think I could actually win a lot of decathlons because hurdling and pole vaulting, I think, are the most points. Um, 
So assuming I at least place in both of those and then Javelin probably at a lot of the events, then that'd be racking up some points. And, you know, Masters level isn't the same kind of competition. It's just like you're you're there to have fun. Like they don't really care who shows up. And I think that's kind of the route that I'll end up taking once I'm done with college is not being super focused on competition and everything and just kind of getting the workout and having fun where right now that though getting the work on having fun are two priorities that I have but I think an even bigger one sometimes is actually winning the competition and stuff like that at least historically that's kind of been the mentality and I like that I love competition I love to win and I love to compete and even if you know, I don't win every meet. As long as I'm doing my very best, then that's there's not really a whole lot to complain about. So, you know, I really, really just like doing that. So I think once, yeah, once college is over, competitions aren't as um, high on the priority list. Just having fun and getting a good workout. I think picking up some sort of decathlon training and maybe competing in masters would be really fun. Unless, you know, we'll see how this season, next season, and senior season go. But, you know, in terms of, like, possibly going and competing beyond college. Because I do think that with the the training, the coaching, and, like, facilities that I have access to, someone with the right mindset and drive could very easily, or not may, maybe easily, but very well could get to that level and I think I do have the the right drive the right mentality for that so I'm definitely not going to count that out but that's not something that I'm super like focused on not something I'm really banking on but if it does present itself as an option and I do get closer to that kind of point and I can just kind of stretch and push myself a little bit farther to get there then obviously you know, who wouldn't? So I don't know. It's kind of just like a play it by ear sort of thing. Right now I'm focusing a lot on school and track is like number two. So yeah, I think I'm just going to leave that at that. Somehow I got back into to track when I was talking about rock climbing. But anyway, I'm going to go tonight uh, either with my brother or, and my mom or one of them or just on my own there's a a climbing gym like just down the street from our house and I haven't been there yet because I wasn't really into rock climbing before I moved to school I always wanted to go check it out though I never did so I'm gonna go check it out later tonight when Keegan and my mom get home um, or at least just when Keegan gets home and uh, see what it's about because I've heard some pretty good things it's called vital uh, I think it's a pretty popular one in California, but yeah, I was kind of like stalking their Instagram last night. They look pretty rad, and yeah, so I want to go check them out. Hopefully, I can go climbing tonight. That'd be really fun, and just kind of see some new routes and stuff, because the place on campus, I think, changes the routes like once a quarter or something like that, so... It's still really fun. I definitely am not, like, bored there. 
I'm not good enough to be bored there at all. Um, I'm like just barely getting some V4s and there's some V2s that I can't even get. So like definitely, definitely lots of room for improvement um, to the point where like, I'm not complaining that they're not changing the routes. I'm just saying like, it'd be pretty cool or it's going to be pretty cool kind of going to an actual like big climbing gym where they have all the routes set up every every week and everything like that. Um, and just kind of getting that exposure to something else that's not like a, a budget gym on campus. No complaints about Canyon View, though. That place is awesome. I love it there. So, yeah, it's uh, not to bring Canyon View down, but just to kind of express excitement for a new or a change of scenery, I guess. And uh, people that are local that I can hang out with and stuff after school and on break and stuff hopefully i can make a good little climbing community here or meet a good climbing community here not necessarily make my own but yeah yeah i think i do want to talk about this one v2 that i can't get because it's so frustrating um there was two of them there were two of them at Canyon View, the place on campus that I couldn't really get, and then I finally got one the other day because I I did something right, and I was like, oh, makes it a lot easier. Um, it was just like I I didn't see how to do it, and then I saw how to do it, and then I I got it. So that was that. For the other one, I I'm not doing the route wrong. It's this one hold. It's a little crimp. It's like a a right-handed crimp. And it hurts so bad because you're like your left foot is on a hold and then your right foot is kind of just hanging off and you like get on a tiny little hold way out there. So you're stretched out to almost like, not almost splits, that's definitely exaggerating, but you're stretched out pretty far. Your left hand is at like a little under underhand thing. I don't, I don't know the terminology yet, but your left hand is like, like your palm is facing up, you're supinated, and you're holding on pretty much most of your body weight, and then your right arm extends up to that crimp. Then in order to progress, you need to either get your left foot up first, depending on kind of how tall you are and how comfortable you are with being that stretched out, and then switch hands on that crimp. So your whole body weight was pretty much being held by your left hand on the undergrip, and then when you reach up and have your hand on your crimp, when you're shifting to get your hand switched, a lot of that weight from the underhand is now on that crimp and it just, it's brutal. And I haven't uh, fully been able to switch and then reach to the next grip because I've switched a few times on my attempts getting it. And that's not really the, the part that really gets me. It's the stretch after that because then your right arm has to go way out there and then at that point your left leg kind of slips off and you're you're not really able to hold yourself on with that crimp so it's honestly it is a fitness thing for me like those crimps i've never really had to do before so getting used to that but also i think um i might be going too fast and I want to experiment more with where I put my left foot after I switch my hands or maybe before I switch my hands. I just want to kind of play around on it a little more. 
I haven't done too many attempts with it because it does just kill your hand on that crimp. So, um, yeah, but I also found out, I think it was, yeah, last night that I was crimping wrong. So that is also another thing. Um, cause again, I've never really had to do that before. And I just kind of looked up like, I don't even remember. It was, maybe it was just in my recommended, like five things to know about climbing or something. And one of them was just like how to crimp. And I, now I want to try it, uh, next time I go to campus, which will probably be in the next few days. Cause I left my wetsuit in my dorm and uh, I'm trying to go surfing. So, uh, December in California, water gets pretty cold. And if you don't have a wetsuit, it's not like you're going to die or anything, but it's not going to be a good time. So yeah, I'll, on my way to my dad's, probably I'm going to go grab my wetsuit and then uh, I'll go surfing. But while I'm there grabbing my wetsuit, I might as well go climbing because they're going to be open, I think, until the 22nd or something. It's the 13th right now, so gives me quite some time. And I think if I implement that crimp technique, it'll make it a little bit easier to the point where I won't be super fatigued and super pumped by the time I have to get to that last move. So yeah, I'll keep you guys updated with that. Um, even if it's just a short, like, oh yeah, I got that V2 and the episode isn't really dedicated to athletics or anything. I will keep you updated because I feel like it's a, it's a little bit of a cliffhanger, if you will. Yeah. I just said that one. So I think I'm going to end that there (laughs) with that little pun. Um, Thank you for listening. This was a nice little episode. First episode at home I think I've ever recorded. That might be a lie. I don't remember at this point. But yeah, season two is well underway. I'm planning on being more um, consistent with this recording over break and stuff that's three weeks so that's a good three episodes including this one uh just because finals isn't happening anymore and i actually just got an email saying that my final for my genetics class was graded and i haven't checked it yet so i'm gonna go do that um i'll actually i'll check that while recording just so you guys can celebrate and or cry with me let's take a take a little look here Oh no, (laughs) no, okay, I got a 74.5, the mean was a 52, and the high was a 96, but that dropped my grade to an 89.4, oh wait, no, hang on, yeah, this grade book isn't updated so okay let's see let's do a little bit of a oh wait yeah this is super messed up um the way he has the grade book set up isn't accurate to how the grade is going to be portrayed so just to kind of not keep you waiting um i think i already did the math i needed a 64 
to keep an A minus, I think I needed, I think I needed an 85 for a 95 in the class. So I think I'm probably like a 93 or something with the 74.5 on the midterm or on the final. Um, so that's good. So that's an A. I don't know if that's an A minus or an A, but either way, that's some good stuff. Oh, that scared me when it said 89, but yeah. I guess I'll keep you updated with that too um, when I actually get like the full accurate grade back. Um, either way, thank you for listening. Um, I already did my academics episode, so I was going to say like I could kind of go over uh, finals and stuff, but... Nah, I don't think anybody would really want to hear that. So either way, thank you for listening. Uh, this was a fun episode. And um, if you want to show your support, help me get some new equipment, maybe uh, get some sort of studio kind of setup going to really get some better quality, not have to hear that construction, the cars and motorcycles and everything like that. Oh, speak of the devil, there goes a car. But... Um, yeah, just to get some extra equipment, make everything a little bit nicer to record, a little bit nicer to listen to. Um, you can Venmo me if you feel so inclined. My Venmo is Kyle Gibbs one as in my name followed by the number one. Anything is appreciated. Um, I really appreciate you guys no matter what. I understand that um, sometimes it's hard to give money away when you don't have any at all. I feel that. So no worries. Um, but anything is appreciated just to kind of kickstart some some further progression for this podcast. But uh, thank you for listening, and I will see you guys next time.